This is Hank for the Wildflower Bee Farm. It's Saturday, May 22nd, 2021. I want to talk about a couple of things. I'm going to do a hive report, go through all the hives and <clears throat> what's going on here in the farm. And then I want to talk about the topic for today, which is no one really keeps bees naturally today. So let's start with a farm walk around. And if you follow us on Instagram, that's wild uh, underscore flower underscore bee farm. Uh, you'll you'll know that um, it's been crazy with swarms every day. There's probably two or three swarming. Um, of interest to note is that all of our log hives are now occupied, it appears, and uh, they're starting to scout the live ha uh, hives that we uh, created. I created two of them this spring. And while we have five really perfect Langstroth hives out there, and it's a bit of a research study, we've got them at ground level as you would keep a beehive in conventional thinking. Even though these Langstroth hives have space, plus they have a drawn out comb, plus they have a little bit of honey reserves in there, it seems like the perfect place for a swarm to go. Not one swarm has selected any of the Langstroth hives to live in. They have selected the log hives created by Phase 2 Woodworking and Greg now in Nova Scotia. So the the bees clearly have indicated to, to myself and to us anyway that they prefer to live in log hives. Now we've just purchased a new top bar hive and we've put it out in the oak section of our forest and uh, just put it out with a little bit of lemongrass. We'll keep track of that and perhaps they'll pick that next too. We'll see in the challenge between uh, you know the, the top bar hive and the regular Langstroth hives. Uh, it's, it's, it's been really an eye-opener. As far as wildflowers, the honeysuckle is just taken off and blooming everywhere in the forest and around the edges. The um, balanza clover has just taken over one section. Uh, we still have the volunteer uh, canola blooming and other uh, clovers. The sweet yellow clover looks like it's about to pop, so it's going to be you know, quite a fascinating time here. All the hives probably would have swarmed. Uh, are going to swarm uh, within the next two weeks. They're just bursting uh, with uh, with bees and need more space. And hopefully they will, if they don't select one of our uh, hives, they will go out and they will uh, find a spot in the forest, perhaps a hollowed out log or, or someplace to live. So this week I had a look at a book uh, called Keeping Bees with a Smile, an outstanding book you need to read. The author is Lazutin, L-A-Z-U-T-O-N. It's, it's translated from Russian. And it's <clears throat> co-edited by, uh, we'll just call him Dr. Leo. If you go online and look up Dr. Leo, natural beekeeping, you will find him. He's a professor, I believe, in Missouri. And um, is really a, a positive um, supporter of, you know, keeping bees anyway. Although he's somewhat critical of what what he calls livestock beekeeping. I, I, I believe all beekeeping is good regardless of how you do it, but he is less um, supportive of that. <clears throat> so I, I really started, I've been thinking about this from, for two years now, what do we really call what we're doing here in the farm? And clearly it's not natural beekeeping yet because we, we do some of the things. I'm going to go through the list of three simple things to remember according to Lazutin and then answer the question because I really believe if uh, Lazutin were to look in the mirror or Dr. Leo were to look in the mirror, they'd realize they're not keeping bees naturally 
as Lazutin originally writes about. The uh, first component that is important to remember, natural beekeeping apparently has no treatments for varroa mites or any other bee sickness. That includes the natural type that we use, like formic acid or hop guard that I used this past spring or thymol. And we are gradually probably going to be phasing that out, but I have some that I purchased as I was... Uh, you know, listening to the experts about how to keep bees. So gradually we have to use go through that. So we will be using the remainder of that. But if you want to be a natural beekeeper, you can't treat or you should not treat, according to them, um, bees for any type. Uh, treat them artificially or with any purposeful material, I guess. The second is you don't feed them sugar water. You don't use white sugar. You don't supplementally feed them. If you have to help your bees, you give them honey you don't give them sugar water. The third is is more of a minimal intervention sort of rule that you don't go in and purposely open up hives and check them every two weeks and you know according to you know keeping bees with a smile you can do it once a year or twice a year perhaps if you're collecting honey they suggest perhaps in the spring to make sure your bees are okay but they also talk about manipulating the frames which I think again breaks the rule of, of natural beekeeping and with that, they also talk about letting your bees swarm. They do mention splits, but really frown on that, saying that the true beekeepers uh, let their bees swarm, then catch the swarms and use them to propagate the more genetically selected group of bees that you would have locally on your farm. They're very much against bringing in outside bees or outside queens, if you will, that you should sort of have your own bees within your own environment. Now, <clears throat> there's little, you know, changes that have come about, and really, according, if you want to follow the book, Keeping Bees with a Smile, there's nobody out there today, even Dr. Leo, who, who does that, and let me explain why. Right now, we're in swarm season, and it's very difficult uh, when you see a swarm, for example, hanging at eye level where you can easily simply shake them into a hive and take them and, and, you know, capture them, if you will. But I've chosen not to do that because, as you know, in, in Honeybee Democracy, the book I suggested you read over the winter, there's a great deal of science been done on the selection process that bees go through when they decide where to live after they swarm. And I think by shaking them off of a tree when they're in their cluster and forcing them into a hive, you're in fact breaking the cycle of the natural process. So you're not a natural beekeeper. And everybody who practice, or I shouldn't say everybody, many people who practice natural beekeeping do this. And that's okay. That's, that's fine. That's what it is. And that's what works for them. And that's great. But I think it's really misleading to call it natural beekeeping if you're not doing it naturally. So I think for all those reasons, I don't know if there's someone out there who's doing, um, natural beekeeping I'd love to read about it or hear about it only from the standpoint of of perhaps there's some natural modification ways that you can go about doing it properly so let me tell you what we're doing so we as I've said we don't feed sugar water we haven't for a couple years now we have provided treatments even though they're considered natural um, we will be gradually phasing those out <clears throat> which means we will have a high loss initially of some of our bees, 
but that is part of the process necessary to you know to give bees an opportunity to be healthy and i think that's one of the things we have with our habitat our bees are extremely healthy which is why they're propagating so quickly we also have started to not break into hives uh, every two weeks to just sort of look at how things are going and manipulate them and all of that we don't do that so that's that's one thing um, and with swarming as you know one of the things we we do propose here is that you let the bees choose where they live and you don't alter that other than by providing them with vacant buildings if I, if you want to call it to live in that's about as natural as we're going to get so the sort of the answer to all this is I think we should all feel comfortable regardless of what technique you're using if you're if you're raising thousands of bees and and doing what you can to increase honey production whether that be use technology or use um, pesticides whatever you think is right for your operation as a farmer would use for their operation that's your right to do if you choose to raise bees as we do then of course that's also po positive and a good thing to do and, and and you're welcome to do that so I think it's important for beekeepers to explain or be helpers to explain exactly what they are doing in detail and simply leave it at that it doesn't have to be you know natural or livestock or this or that it's simply what you're doing and we'll continue to do that here at the wildflower bee farm we'll continue to talk about for example some people might be upset that we have volunteer canola here blooming we didn't plant it it just came up and they say well you should get rid of it well Volunteer uh, canola is, you, you, we're not going to spray it uh, because that would kill a lot of things. I suppose we could go through and cut it with the bush hog regularly, but that's not really going to get rid of it. So the idea being it's here, we need to adapt to it. And it hasn't come up on any of the clover fields or any of our wildflower fields, so hopefully it will, you know, stay away, but the clover certainly is strong. And other people say, well, you, you've got all this sweet clovers and Balanza clover for crying out loud comes from Australia, so you're producing all these, you know, flowers that traditionally weren't here. Well, 100 years ago in North America, bees were generally, every farmer had a hive or two, and they were had a pasture, and they may have had a hay field, and that's how the bees got most of their honey. So that's just what we're doing. I'm not going to defend it or... Or deny and just say this is what we do and uh, the outcome is to see well how do our bees survive and I can tell you that the bumblebee population has skyrocketed around here we have uh, more natural um, things happening than we've ever had and uh, so I think it's positive anyway to answer the question are there any true natural beekeepers as suggested by you know keeping bees with a smile I'm not sure if you know of some let me know contact me on instagram or get a hold of us and i look forward to continue to explore this it's going to be a fascinating week here on the farm as we continually watch the swarms and see if the living hives that we created the one in particular in the willow that might just be too fresh for them apparently bees like to go into hollows that have been around for a while so we'll see if they choose the uh, the hollow uh, log hive that i created inside a living tree we'll talk soon this is Hank for the Wildflower Bee Farm. Have a great week.